the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Word of God instructs us in righteousness. It tells us how to live a right life, how to be right with the Lord. Here's why God gives us all of this in His Word, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped, for every good work. Look what it says, verse 17. The Word of God, it contains everything you need, everything I need to be complete or whole as a human being. It's so sad to watch people look for meaning and purpose in all the wrong places. They stumble from job obsession to chasing money to drugs or sex or a combination of all the above and doing nothing except burning their lives and relationships out. The people in Hosea's time were doing much the same thing, with the same results. Pastor Dan will show in his teaching the futility of what the Israelites were doing, as well as the solution that God offered them, the same solution he offers today. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Hosea chapter 8 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now, you may know that in the northern kingdom especially, they began to worship the god Baal. And they believed that the god Baal caused the rain to fall on your crops, to water your crops, to give you a harvest. So what did God do? God sent a three-year drought. Their god failed them. And what else did God do? God sent a locust infestation. To wipe out their crops. To show them that what they were trusting in wasn't working. That their God was failing them. So the crops failed. Verse 8. Israel is swallowed up. Now they are among the Gentiles like a vessel which is no pleasure. This is speaking of their captivity in Assyria that's coming. They're like a vessel which is no pleasure. They're mistreated in Assyria. Now watch this, verse 9, for they have gone up to Assyria like a wild donkey alone by itself. Ephraim has hired lovers. Israel actually looked to Assyria for help. This is before the Assyrians invaded and conquered them. They actually went to get help from the country that ultimately destroyed them. That's why he says Israel's like a wild donkey. They're just stubborn. They look to foreign alliances to save them from their troubles instead of turning to the Lord for help. He goes on. He says, yes, though they have hired among the nations. Now I will gather them and they shall sorrow a little because of the burden of the king of princes. They shall sorrow 
a little. That means they will diminish as a nation. They're going to decline. Again, it's spiritual. The cause is spiritual. But the nation begins to decline politically, economically. Look at verse 11. Because Ephraim has made many altars for sin, they have become for him altars for sinning. (laughs) Let me read that to you again so it can just kind of soak in a little bit. Because Ephraim has made many altars for sin, they have become for him altars for sinning. Israel built many altars to their false gods in all the high places all throughout Israel. They were altars for sin. And so it's no surprise those altars became altars for sinning. There's an important principle here for us, an important lesson. When you give yourself the opportunity to sin, or when you create for yourself an opportunity for sin, guess what? You're probably going to sin. They built all these altars to sin. And then they sinned at those altars. You give yourself an opportunity to sin, you're going to end up sinning. So then you don't give yourself opportunities to sin. You don't create opportunities for sin in your life because if you do, you'll sin. Romans 13, 14 says, make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Make no provision, make no opportunity. Don't give a place for it. You know this. I don't need to tell you. Your sin nature doesn't need any help. Your sin nature can sin all on its own. You don't need to create opportunities for it to sin. You don't need to make it easy. You don't need to make it accessible for your sin nature. That's why it's important for us to put boundaries in our lives to keep us From those opportunities to sin. To make it inaccessible as much as we can. Our sin nature is still going to find sin. And is still going to sin. But we don't want to cooperate with it. We want to make it difficult. Put those filters in place. Put those boundaries in place. Cut off the access. Look at verse 12. (laughs) Man I love verse 12. For I have written for him the great things. Of my law. Great things of my law. But they were considered a a strange thing. God says I've given them just great things. In my law. When God wrote the Bible. He wrote the law. And he said man I put some great things in there for them. Some great things. In my word. And you know that's true. The word of God is just filled with great things. Here is the God of the universe who created us. And he says, I've given them my law, how I want them to live. I've given them my word. And man, I've put some great things in there to help them, to bless them. So that they have a a good life. Great things. In the word of God, I want you to turn with me over to Second Timothy, chapter three. Keep your finger here. We're going to come back to it. Coming back to Hosea, but 2 Timothy chapter 3. These are verses you know, but it's good for us to look at them again. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is from God. 
And it's it's profitable. He gives it to us to to profit us, to benefit us. It's profitable for doctrine. That's that's teaching for reproof. That means that the word of God tells us what we're doing wrong. But it doesn't just leave us there. It just doesn't constantly point out everything you're doing wrong, everything that you're missing. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof and correction. So it not only tells us what we are doing wrong, but then tells us how to do it right. It corrects our behavior. And for instruction in righteousness, the word of God instructs us in righteousness. It tells us how to live a right life. How to be right with the Lord. Here's why God gives us all of this in his word. That the man of God may be complete. Thoroughly equipped. For every good work. Look what it says. Verse 17. The word of God. It contains everything you need. And everything I need. To be complete. Or whole. As a human being. How many people are just looking for wholeness? Something's broken. Something's not working right. Just desire wholeness. And here God says that he's given us his word. And in his word contains everything we need to be complete, to be whole as human beings. We don't need to look anywhere else for completeness. We don't need to look anywhere else for wholeness. We don't need to look outside the Bible to human wisdom. We have all that we need From our maker who created us. Who knows us better than anybody. Who knows us better than we know ourselves. He has given us in his word. And provided for us in his word. All that we need. To be complete. It says that God has thoroughly equipped us. Not partially equipped us. Thoroughly. You're thoroughly equipped. God has thoroughly equipped you with all that you need to be a complete, whole person. And it's all in the Bible. (laughs) And here's the amazing thing to me, is when you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're born again, you've got the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the Godhead, dwelling in you, and you can sit down with His Word that He has given to you to complete you, to thoroughly equip you for life. And Isaiah 9, 6, Jesus is called the Wonderful Counselor. And you can sit down with the Wonderful Counselor. In whom all the fullness of the Godhead dwells. And you're complete in Him. In Him, in Jesus, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Him. And you can sit with Him, the Wonderful Counselor. Who knows you, who made you, who understands your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings and everything about you better than you do. And you can sit down with him and you can sit down with his word. And you can allow the wonderful counselor to counsel you. You know, the fountain of living water. And you can sit with him and you can allow him to counsel you and you can sit with him as long as you need to. And you can come back to him. Multiple times throughout the day. And you don't have to make an appointment. And you don't have to pay a copay. Right? And here the God who created you now says, I'll be your counselor. And I've given you everything you need to be a complete human being. I have thoroughly equipped you for everything in my word. But now go back to Hosea. 
And here in Hosea 8, God says, man, I have put some great things for you in my law. And look what it says. The the people of Israel considered God's law or God's word to be a strange thing. What does that mean? That means they had nothing to do with God's word. (laughs) And they wanted nothing to do with God's word. Oh, but I've got some great things in there for you. I've put in there what you need to know to be complete, to be whole. I've thoroughly equipped you with my word. And the people of Israel, they wanted nothing to do with God's word. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. There are some people who profess Christ who have nothing to do with God's Word. And they may even tell you the Bible is full of great things from God. They might even tell you the Bible is the Word of God. But then they never pick up the book. They never read it or study it. They don't look into it for answers. And for guidance and direction. Instead of going to the wonderful counselor in his word. They'd rather go to some human counselor. (laughs) Who's trained in human wisdom. And human thinking and human philosophy. The Bible is totally unknown to them. And that's what's going on with Israel. I've got great things for you. In my word. And they were strangers to the word. It had nothing to do with the word. Now, what does God say about his word and our attention to his word? There's a ton of verses I could give you about God's word and what he says our attitude should be towards his word. I just want to share a few with you. And listen carefully to the language. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 to 9. And these words which I command you today, they shall be in your heart, God says. Not just in a book that sits on a shelf all week. Or on the back seat of your car. They should be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them. Not just at church. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house. When you walk by the way. When you lie down. When you rise up. All the time. Just talking about the word in your home. You shall bind them as signs on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Everything you put your hands to, everything you think about should be filtered through the word of God. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Your home should be a place where the word of God is prominent. People know walking into your house and Christians live here. I can tell just walking in the house that Christians live here. 
Deuteronomy 32, 46. Set your hearts on all the words which I testify among you today. Set your heart on them. But you shall command your children to be careful to observe all the words of this law. Set your heart on all the words of this law. In the New Testament, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The word of Christ just dwell in you. Live in you. Richly. Hebrews 2.1 Therefore, we must give the most earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest we drift away. The writer of Hebrews says, if we aren't careful... We don't give careful attention to the things that we have heard. Speaking of the scriptures, we'll drift away from the Lord. So spending time in the word, it keeps us from drifting in our relationship with the Lord. It's vital to our spiritual life. How about Job chapter 23? Job says, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. God's word is more valuable to me than the food that I eat. Finally, Matthew chapter four, Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The word of God is our spiritual food for life, right? We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But there are some who treat the Bible, the word of God as a strange thing. And the idea of spending time in the word is strange to them. They really have nothing to do with the word. For Israel here in Hosea, well, the law of God, it became unknown to you. It was strange. I've got great things in there for you, but we don't have anything to do with it. <laughs> we don't know what you're talking about. And so verse 13, and we're almost finished here. Verse 13. For the sacrifices of my offerings, they sacrifice flesh and eat it. But the Lord does not accept them. They're still going to make their sacrifices. And they're making sacrifices to idols. But they're also making sacrifices to the Lord Yahweh. Now he will remember their iniquity and punish their sins. They shall return to Egypt. He's going to remember their iniquity and punish their sins. That have been piling up for them. Now if you're in Christ... You're a child of God. And if you're in Christ, all of your sins were already punished on the cross. Jesus took our punishment in our place as our substitute. And the Bible says that he has removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. And that he remembers our sins no more. Aren't you glad for that? That you're not going to have to give an account of all of your sins. That all of your sins have been washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he chooses not to remember our sins anymore. And that's why Jesus tells the parable where we're going to be greeted. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Well, if he forgets all my sins, I have done pretty good. So have you, right? You take away all the things I've done wrong. You're only left with the few things I got right. And well done. I don't see anything wrong on the list here. It's all good. Well, it's all been removed, all the bad stuff, by the blood of Jesus. He says here at the end of the verse, verse 13, they shall return to Egypt. Not literally. What he's saying is they're going to return back into bondage. They're going to be slaves again. It's going to happen in Assyria this time. 
And I want you to note this. They rebelled against God and their rebellion against God will lead them back into bondage. When we rebel against the Lord, it leads us back into bondage to our old sins. Jesus is the one who set us free, right? He's our redeemer. He's the one who set us free. The word of God, it sets us free. But if I forsake my savior, if I forsake his word, if I start to backslide, just think about it. What are you going to backslide into? You're going to backslide into your sin. And that's what he tells you. You're going to go back into bondage. Verse 14. For Israel has forgotten his maker. They've forgotten their maker as a nation. Psalm 9 verse 17 says, The nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. And Israel has forgotten his maker. Israel built temples or palaces. You know, they were living for this world and the luxuries of this world. They've forgotten their maker. They're living just for this life. And then Judah is mentioned here in verse 14. Now, Judah is the southern kingdom. Hosea is in the northern kingdom. Now the Lord turns to the south, to the southern kingdom. Judah also has multiplied fortified cities. Judah was just 120 years after Israel. They're on the same road as Israel, heading to the same destruction. So he turns and says, Judah also has multiplied fortified cities, but I will send fire upon his cities and it shall devour his Palaces. Judah multiplied fortified cities. And the idea here is Judah trusted in themselves and they trusted in the fortified cities that they built to save them and they didn't trust in the Lord. Which, you know, I think the question for each of us to ask in our own hearts is, well, what am I really putting my trust in? What is my hope in? What am I trusting to protect me? To save me and rescue me. Psalm 33 says our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our hearts shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. You know, our hope should be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not anything that we can create in this life or in this world. Our hope is in Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this chapter. And Lord, I pray for each of us, Lord, that we would just press into you. And uh, Lord, that we would sow godly habits, godly practices into our lives every day, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you've provided for us all that we need, Lord, in your scriptures to be complete, to be thoroughly equipped. We're thankful, Lord, that you're the wonderful counselor that we can go to. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit that dwells in us, that is our teacher and our guide and our helper. Lord, we thank you for the great things that you have for us in your word. And Lord, I pray that they wouldn't be strange to us, that we would dig in and search out the great treasure you have for us every day. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal.
Imagine the details of your life being used as a sign to an entire nation. Well, this was the case for the prophet Hosea. As Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Hosea, we trust that you've been following along and are gaining much truth from God's Word. Here on Ring of Truth, Pastor Dan teaches through the Bible, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or want to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once you get there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Just look under the Media tab. Otherwise, you can simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll be sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Hosea. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.